0: What's up, Lamar? Just playing some West Side Gun, sending out some inter- interviews, sending out some invites. Oh, Michael, I appreciate you so much. You know, I'm letting a lot of people down with that one. Just waiting for Lucas to get in here. (laughs) Ah, thank you. Thank you, Speed Demon. I'm clever every once in a while. You can ask Lamar. Got a lot of fun stuff to talk about between Nick's media day, Nick's training camp. Who knows what else people will bring up or who will come up to speak. my guy lucas how's it going what's
1: good what's good good man good good to talk to you man i'm really excited to get, get going today, man it was uh, a lot of great quotes from media day and such
0: i know that's what i was just telling these people it's going to be a fun episode with uh everything we got from media day and training camp so i was i was playing some west side gun for the people just wow. to, you know, fill, the, fill the noise space
1: yeah of course can't go wrong with west side gun
0: yeah of course not. no never
1: and I just made this uh, I just found him on like a new account because I'm trying out on my iPad because um, I'm trying to get a like hook up a mic and stuff so I'm a little bit yeah. quality yeah so I
0: see uh I see on your you got Allen Houston yes
1: your, yes okay. yes okay. So that's my guy you know I have to' He's I like one, it. one of my three favorite players growing up man so I gotta gotta show respect to the man but yeah honestly, Tibbs is a great interview man we were just texting, oh my god dude he is a savage. <laughs>
0: Allen Houston was my first NBA jersey, just real quick.
1: But, wow.
0: Uh, yeah. Right? But yeah, will. Awesome. We'll we, we know, get into we, it. Should, should we start with Tibbs? Do we really want to start with Tibbs? Or do we uh,
1: No, I'll let you I'll let you where do you want to kick us off, Mike?
0: I wanted to kick us off with D Rose. I like what he had to say a lot.
1: Okay, yeah, we can get into that if we wanna do a little
0: So by the way, people, you win some, you lose some. Michael right. Perry with my guy. Lucas Gaynor, as always. Yes, sir. You should follow us on Twitter. I'm at Perry Muchso, and he is at Luca, L-U-C-A underscore Gaynor, his last name. This is Ewing Simulusum, <laughs> a part of the Lead Sports Media, the Knicks Podcast for the Lead Sports Media. So, D-Rose, on the addition of Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, he said, um, he th- think it's going to help the first group play more fluid? uh he knows that Tibbs wants to spread the ball around a lot more uh you know the whole he mentioned that Kemba's going to be starting and it was the way Derrick Rose said Kemba's starting he was like no absolutely Kemba's starting no question that's him I'm on the bench it was like he he handed it to him he with no fight whatsoever which is good right
1: yeah no I think so um I also saw Kemba's reaction to that you know when the uh the reporter asked, you know, oh, did you hear Derek said you were going to be the starter? And he goes, oh, no, I actually hadn't heard that. But uh, that's pretty dang cool. So, uh,
0: well, we know Tibbs and D Rose are super tight. So maybe D-ro- Tibbs just revealed it to D Rose and was like, hey, just, just so you know.
1: you know. But who yeah. Knows? yeah, sorry. I just got interrupted. Sorry. That's why I stopped. Uh, no, you're good. You mid were sentence, so. Yeah. But, but yeah, man. Well, oh, go ahead.
0: It's the right move, right? Like, Kemba starting mm-hmm. over D Rose. It you know D-Rose starting would have been cool, but for a whole season it's like oh that's a recipe for disaster. Agreed. Um, D-Rose off the bench potentially sixth man of the year.
1: Agreed again. Yeah, he looks amazing coming off the bench, man. Like when you when you have Derrick Rose going against second units, able to like you know have the freedom to create his own shot and create for others. That's really where he thrives. So sure. I think he I think he knows that clearly too, which is why he was so adamant in saying that you know oh Kemba's a starter because. You know, D-Rose, know where he fits in in the hierarchy of the team, which I think is really important in the grand scheme of things. For sure, for sure.
0: D-Rose also emphasized that the Knicks are going to try to increase the amount of threes they shoot. He noted they only shot around 30 a game, which was fourth lowest total in the league last season. And now they're going to try and increase that from 37 to 40. He said, I'm not saying we got to force the threes, but take the right ones and don't pass up the looks. Push the ball. Last year, I feel like we didn't push the pace. So getting downhill, open up the floor for everybody. And I agree with him. We did pass a pull up. A lot of people weren't trigger happy last year. And I think we have the offensive firepower to be trigger happy. So, you know, if you you can shoot it, why not?
1: No, I'm with you there. I totally think the Knicks should take more threes. I do want them more to the middle of the pack as opposed to the bottom of the league. But I do think what Derek says as far as not forcing threes um, I think is very important because yeah. we. I feel like you do see in today's you know space and pace era of the league that teams will just take threes to take them. I think what he's saying, take the right threes, not just take threes in general. I think that's very important. I think there is going to be more shooting on the team this year, even though we lost you know Reggie, who's a knockdown guy. Um, I just think with the additions of Fournier, Kemba, um, and Obi, you know, I I, I believe will be an improved jump shooter this year.
0: Uh, Tibbs had a. I don't know if he meant to be, but it was kind of savage. When they asked about Fournier replacing Bullock, he said, "Well, you know, come playoff time, you need guys who can put the ball on the floor." So (laughs) it's like, oh, oh.
1: yeah, he's a brutally honest guy.
0: He he is. He's just—I love his honesty.
1: Same, and he does not hold punches. And the player said that too. I don't—I'm not sure. I think it was. I believe it was Obi who said he just loves how uh, straightforward Tibbs is with him. And um, I think that goes a long way with players um, because uh, a few different guys said um, they really emphasize process over results. um, And that is clearly a theme that Tibbs has been pushing. So it's very clear that the team is bought in on the culture. It's really promising to me. They all are speaking the same message. Um, Everybody seems team-centric. They want to get better every day. And I think... You know it's easy to say the right things, I know, but uh, I do feel like all these players truly believe this and are bought in our body, and I think last year is a good example of uh, the start of this new culture.
0: No, for sure, they all preach that it's that old school attitude. I don't think any of them have a problem being coached the way Tibbs coaches. You know, not holding punches. Um, I had a quote I wanted to mention about the the three pointers. Tibbs mentioned in training camp. I don't know if it was day four or something. He said, "We want the right threes." getting away from the long two. We have more guys who can go off the dribble this year, so when you can penetrate and make the defense collapse, hit the open man. Pass, pass, pass. He mentioned eliminating early clock long twos. He prefers floaters over mid-range shots. He said that floaters have a better chance of an offensive rebound. So this, this is all interesting stuff to me, you know? Because people don't ask Tibbs a lot about offense. They ask him mostly about defense because he's a defensive-minded coach. So him, you know, going into this whole offensive, I don't know if you call it a scheme, but an offensive plan they have this year is is pretty cool to me. And based upon our personnel and what he's saying, you know, shoot the right threes, pass, hit the open man, stay away from long twos, prefers floaters to a mid-range. Like that's all, that's just music to my ears.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, Obviously, you want to eliminate the long twos just in general, really, especially early in the shot clock. I'm just taking shots you don't need to take. So I'm right there with you. And I do think it's interesting to hear Tibbs talk about offense because even until you just said that, almost all the questions are about defense always when it comes to Tibbs. I I didn't even really put that together. But people don't really like to ask him about offense uh, because, you know, he cut his teeth as a defensive guy. But it is interesting to hear him talk about, you know, how he thinks the offense will change given the – The new personnel.
0: Well, uh, Evan Fournier mentioned that Tibbs is very specific and exact in what he wants from you. So there's very little room for misinterpretation Mm -hmm. or gray area, you know, whereas some coaches like they might not be able to explain to you exactly what it is. I thought that was a good point. Oh, totally.
1: Yeah, that's who I meant. I thought it was Obi, but it was Fournier. He just, yeah, he loved how forward Tibbs is. And like I said, you know, I think that goes a long way with players. Um, Because if you clearly define a player's role, it's a lot easier for them to succeed because they actually know what you want them to do as opposed to being like um, super general or not as specific in what you want them to do. No, Fournier is a funny guy too and I think he's going to fit right in in New York. Uh, He mentioned in his Media Day interview that he comes from a family of uh, judo fighters. Both his parents were judo fighters. He himself used to judo fight. And um, you know, watching him, I don't know if you watched him in the Olympics play for France – but he was going toe to toe with Kevin Durant, you know, in his face, you know. That's yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fournier is a competitive guy, and I do think uh, New York and the fans are going to totally gravitate to that, um, as well as being able to, you know, put the ball on the floor, like Tibbs said. I mean, that is pretty savage. But he's not wrong, man. Fournier is a much better guy uh, when it comes to like dribbling and driving and kicking than uh, uh than Reggie Bullock is. As great as, you know, as much as I love Reggie, he's just doesn't have the same skill set as Fournier.
0: The best part of Tib's savageness is it's unintentional, right? Oh, like, totally. He's not—he's not trying to be a jerk. He just says—says how's says, it out, how is um, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: So, next up, uh, Kemba Walker. I didn't have a ton from Kemba's media session because it was very generic. I'm mm-hmm. happy to be home in New York. Yeah. Which is—that's cool. That's a fun story. But I really wanted to hear about like the play he did. The thing that stood out to me was he said. Derrick Rose made me want to play here, based upon the way he pushed himself and the way the team played last year. I wanted to come in and see exactly what they were doing. How are they preparing D Rose? How how does that work? Obviously, he mentioned that he only played against the Knicks once last year, but uh, he you know he loves what he what's going and he preached uh, the old school attitude yeah. too.
1: And uh, I also think um, what Kemba said that I really liked was that he worked a lot on. Um, strengthening his lower body and his legs. Because, you know, that is going to go a long way as far as, like, you know, his availability. Obviously, you know, his issues were in his knees. And so I think once he, like, found out um, where he had to strengthen his body, he really uh, – Kemba's, you know, the type of guy. He's an incredibly hard worker, man. He graduated college in three years. Um, you know, not everybody who's five foot nine can average 25 points a game. Uh, so you know he puts in the work. So I'm confident that Kemba will be a little healthier than the past years. Um, and also I thought it was interesting that he was open to playing back-to-backs. Because, you know, in Boston, that was a a staff decision, uh, not a Kemba decision. So he said he's open to it, and, you know, the discussion will be there with Tibbs.
0: Anything else about Kemba? I didn't really have a lot.
1: No, like you said, it's pretty generic. But it's good to see Kemba in New York, to be honest. It really
0: is. Bet. So uh, another thing that stood out to me, RJ Barrett on Reggie Bullock leaving and, quote, unquote, filling that void on defense. I don't think Reggie Bullock was that great last year, personally. (laughs) But... So uh, R.J. said, being a two-way player is something I strive for. That's how I want to be known. If Coach puts me in the position to be that guy guarding the top guy every night, I'm all for it. I'm up for the challenge. That is wonderful. Music to my ears RJ, right there. <laughs> Yes. I think that R.J. has a Jimmy Butler or Kawhi Leonard inside of him that can become that shutdown wing defender. I really do. And he thinks he can do it, too. And if deck who puts his mind to it he can probably do it
1: you yeah, know i agree he definitely has all the tools i think uh he just really has to like you're saying put his mind to it julius also mentioned that the loss of reggie and Elfred would uh you know make the defensive load a little bit bigger but the new additions will decrease the offensive load so i think it definitely evens out honestly in the Knicks' favor a little bit you know like rj and julius might be able to lock down a little more on d while being able to uh not take possessions off on offense but just not so be heavily relied upon for creation
0: Julius is also an amazing defender on the wing, and oh, he's uh, terrific. He,
1: he's just a lockdown.
0: But he he had to put in so much work last year; it, it, he took a lot of defensive plays off. So yeah, moving on. If that's okay with you, yeah, yeah. Julius didn't stand out to me a lot. He's met, but what he did say that stood out to me was he overcomplicated the Hawks series.
1: Hundred I mean, percent. I have this quote written down as well, which is good to hear because
0: I thought that he was. Gas, so I thought that they worked really hard, but now I think I was wrong. I think that he just lost the mental battle in that playoff series. But that makes sense because they were defending, the, they were shading, and you guys had young, fresh legs in like DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, John Collins. They were, and then like uh Bogdanovich and uh, what's his name, Herder were like batting at him whenever he was driving mm-hmm. or looking for those mid, they were really on him, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him losing his first big battle in the playoffs because there there should be.
1: Yeah. And I just think that like him saying that he overcomplicated him, I think that just, uh, you know, shows some self-awareness. Like Julius knows what he did wrong. And I think that's another super important thing that players have to, you know, watch some film uh, and, you know, really understand what went wrong so they can fix it. Not just, oh, things went wrong. It'll go better next time. You know, I think that was really uh, that was really promising to see. I will say my favorite part of Julius's media day interview was a reporter. I don't know which reporter it was, but a reporter said, oh, I heard you had uh, like you had a, a child. You know, Julius's wife is pregnant. And Julius said, quote, if I have another baby, please let me know. I thought that was uh, I thought that was a pretty funny moment there. Uh, so Julius is getting ready for fatherhood. And I know we've seen we saw it with Fred Van Fleet. Uh, we saw it with a few other guys, you know, when players uh, become fathers, you know. They tap into a little bit of a different thing inside of them. So uh, hopefully we they get do. that from Julius this year for sure.
0: Uh, you know, I'm expecting a child of my own uh, on the day after Christmas. So Congrats.
1: congratulations, man. Hopefully we'll tap into something different here on uh, you make some, you lose
0: some. With just, your- uh, <laughs> just further proof that I'm really I'm so much like these NBA guys. Probably, oh, totally. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys are cut from the same cloth for sure. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, could just, I
0: could, you know, show up, take it with them. No, I
1: wouldn't I miss wasn't. a beat.
0: No, no, not at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, seriously, though, no, congratulations, man. That's going to be a very busy nice. uh, holiday holiday season for you. <laughs> oh, you're telling me, brother. But, uh, um, Obi Toppin. Oh, he's great.
0: Uh, he I like I like what he said. He's well, I mean, look. I know I have to improve a lot. Um, he mentioned him and quick were in the gym every single day. He said I worked on improving my three, not just from the corner, but everywhere. You know, he's working on everything. He's doing two a days so quickly. Like <laughs> I, Obi's just having fun, man. Uh, Tibbs mentioned uh, Obi's a lot better than he was a year ago.
1: <laughs> Some of that yeah, accidental so. savageness, right there, from
0: from Tibbs. One of the reporters said, "Up, uh, what do you think about how Obi was supposed to be a better rookie? You, you know, he was supposed to be polished." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how was year one versus year two? And Tibbs was like, you know, I never really understood that. They're all young. And there's always a learning curve when you do something new. You got to get used to the players in the, te- the teams, the rules. He compared Obi to a lot. He said a lot of older rookies, such as Jimmy Butler and Draymond Green, start off slow in their careers. So uh, big words from Tibbs.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, but just to something you said, though, uh, the fact that uh, Obi and Quick were in the gym every single day. This summer, two Two a days. This man said he would occasionally take a Saturday and Sunday off. But other than that, he was in there every single day doing two a days. And that's just something you love to see. And honestly, I'm sure Obi is a very hardworking guy, but I totally think quickly rubbed off on a man. You can just tell who quickly is as a person, as a player. Like, for example, uh, in his media day. Reporter asked him about a game he did not play in. He said the first thing he did after the game, a game that he did not play in, was go and watch film. And I think that just speaks volumes because how many guys who didn't get in you know, are really going to go watch some film that doesn't include them at all? Um, I, I don't know how long that list is, but I think that just proves how hard of a worker quick is, man. And We're I love –
0: you're making me want to just skip over Obi and just go straight. To the okay, sorry, 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 league. sorry. Okay, okay. Um,
1: we, we'll stay with uh, Obi for a little bit. Yeah, he did mention the game slowed down for him. Um, he said summer league was very helpful. Um, so yeah, like you said, he worked on his three ball, not just the corner. So if Obi can really hit the threes at a good clip, that's going to really open up the offense. Um, and he seemed very confident, as did Tibbs, uh, that he's going to be a much better player than he was last year. So. You know, we saw flashes of it in the playoffs too, which is you know when he showed up in the playoffs. That is really what showed me a true something because he stepped up in the biggest, biggest moment after having a really up and down year. So I just think I'm really looking forward.
0: That seems like the kind of guy he is. He seems like a like a gamer, you know, like in the pressure moments, he's clutch type deal. Yes,
1: hundred percent. Also, this man does not like the beach. This is a direct quote. I do not like the sand between my toes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that might be the first time I've ever heard anybody say that. But uh, he said he would wear socks to the beach. So, you know, he's an interesting fellow, but I definitely uh, am looking forward I'm trying not him.
0: to judge, but that's a little weird.
1: No, that's definitely – I'm trying not to pass judgment as well, but I just thought that was funny, man. He was a good interview. but
0: uh, also, Give my last OB thought. Um, Tibbs, when asked about Kevin Knox not playing in summer league, Tibbs said, yeah, you saw guys like Quickly and Obi get to play in summer league, and it they took leaps in their game. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. oh yeah. he secretly gave away a compliment. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that was a little bit concerning, though, as far as Kevin it's... Knox goes. Um, yeah. Yeah, the reporter asked how how disappointed were you that Kevin did not get to play in summer league because of COVID. And basically, Tibbs, like you're saying, Mike, um, was glowingly talking about Quick and Obi, how much it helped them. And for about 30 seconds, he didn't even say Kevin's name. Um, and then no. you know, <laughs> at one point, he gets to, uh, well, hold on, where, where is it? He just basically said that, uh, he's had a couple good practices and, you know, we'll see. So to me, that does not, that's not a ringing endorsement, I would say, no. um, of Kevin, but, you know, he's still a young guy. He came into the draft very young. So.
0: I can't fully give
1: up on Kevin, but that was a little bit concerning to hear out of tips. if uh, you want to t- do
0: you mind if I touch on Kevin Knox really quick? Oh, not at all. No pun intended before we go to IQ. So <laughs> Kevin Knox got COVID, which is why he wasn't in summer league. He lost some weight. He said it was pretty tough getting COVID, like getting back in condition and like getting to put up some muscle back on. That sucks. He did mention that he's working on his passing and his defense and his rebounding. Which is all great to hear. He's been he's been in New York for three weeks working on his game. He a uh, reporter mentioned that Tibbs had said Knox is a shot maker, so when his shots aren't falling, he needs to contribute, which is you know Tibbs one, one of main main points throughout the whole team. That's not just Kevin Knox, but Kevin Knox mentioned um, he wants to use his body, his height, his length. He's a big he's a big guy, big body. He wants to see how he can do at the four this year. He mentioned because I think that's a a way that he sees himself getting into the rotation, possibly behind Ob and Randall, maybe. He, uh, he noted that Tibbs doesn't have a set rotation yet, so uh, nothing is solidified. He wants to get into the rotation however he, however he can. Uh, I, I, I love the energy. I don't have high hopes for the kid, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same ball. I don't have super high hopes for Knox, but I will say the fact that he wants to work on his defense, rebounding, and passing – uh, as a basketball player, those are three things that will help you see the court. If you can pass the ball well, you can rebound well, and you can play defense well. Uh, so I'm glad that he understands. You know, if he wants to see the floor, he's going to have to improve on some things outside of just chucking. Um, but I think we can move on to uh, I think we can move on to quick. If you'd like, I'll let you kick us off. You sounded pretty excited. Oh man!
0: Oh, this this kid. Oh, he's awesome, man. So my favorite part was Tibbs and and M- both got asked about this. when Tibbs yells at him. He smiles, and they said, mm-hmm. "Why? Why do you smile when you get yelled at?" And he said, "I love it." He said, "I've had tough coaches my whole life. I like people who hold me accountable. I don't smile to be disrespectful. I smile when somebody gets on me because of
1: the challenge. I mm-hmm. appreciate them pushing me."
0: Which is just,
1: you like, couldn't, so fun. yeah, you couldn't ask for a better answer. Like uh I believe when they asked Tibbs about it. They said, oh, what does he do when you coach him hard? And he said, ah, he gives me this, uh, gives me this little grin. And, you know, you can kind of picture, it. you know, a practice tips getting on him for doing something and quickly just trying to rise to the occasion, man. I wrote that I effing love this guy in his notes after watching his media day. I mean, he just says everything you want to you wanna hear out of a, especially a young player. Um, he mentioned that he doesn't really mind his role. He is all about the team being first. You know, uh, I just I can't say enough good things about quickly, and I'm really excited to see his growth as a player. You know, having he, he was in the gym every single day with Obi. Like I do think you're going to see some pretty good leaps from these two guys, physically and also just uh, skill wise as well.
0: And quick, they said, "Do you know when Tibbs is going to yell at you?" And he said, "Yeah, Tibbs <laughs> is a scowl that he puts on when he's about to <laughs> just how do, how can you not love like like the the, the, gr- the grumpy old man and like the fun little? It's like the it's like up, you know
1: hundred percent. No, it is. No, there is something very, very charming about this Knicks team. I, I really was just watching the media day, and honestly, a lot of it I just was, like, really thoroughly enjoying hearing what they all had to say. You can very clearly tell they are all uh, they are all aligned on the same page, uh, at least, like, you know, what they want, their goals they want to achieve. It is definitely something charming about this Knicks team, for sure. Up is a good comparison, I think, for tips, for sure, the old guy from Up. <laughs> oh, man.
0: On the yeah. main overall vibe of the team, uh, oh, he he, uh, he mentioned I'm a good athlete, but I'm not stronger than a lot of guys, so I have to work harder than a lot of these guys. I try and be the hardest worker, but this team is all work, 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 high energy. They all compete super hard in practice. A lot of them are training two times a day. He asked if he felt comfortable at point guard. He said, I'm a basketball player first, but I'm best at being versatile, so there's no such thing as, you know, point guard for me i just play the game which is which is interesting to hear
1: yeah and i think i can build on that with something that Tib said is that uh Tib said one thing he loves about this unit is that there is not going to be a set guy bringing the ball up the court they have so many different ball handlers people who can initiate sets um and i think that is important you know i do think the like the playmaking load that uh who you know, uh, starts the offense and runs the sets is going to be pretty, uh, pretty equally distributed among a few different ball handlers. You know, obviously Kemba, obviously Julius. I think is going to initiate a lot of the sets uh, quickly as well. So I think that is uh, obviously D Rose. Um, you know, so I think that is interesting that Tibbs mentioned that that it's going to be a little bit spread around, which I yeah. think is, I think that's good honestly because I don't he, know
0: um, if I'm quoting the same thing as you, but Tibbs said the the funny thing with IQ is him, Rose, and Alec can all bring the ball up the floor and all play off of each other, right? Is that what you were right. talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah,
1: it was right in that same in the same like minute or yeah. two
0: minutes. Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. And then Obi's going to be, you know, moving in around the perimeter. And then what confused me was he said, and then you have Nurlins or Taj who can finish off inside, which I get those are like the second unit big guys. And he also shouted out Jericho Sims. He said Sims is playing well, Pretty Yes, good to hear.
1: Well, great to hear um,
0: But I wanted to... I I hate to be a jerk. I just don't really have faith in Nerlens like that on the offensive end. You
1: know. Yeah, um, I did. Uh, I also was a little bit sh- surprised by that, but I think he just means as far as rim rolling to the rim of gravity. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, that's that's at least what I picked up from it. Um, but I I was right there with you. I was a little bit like, oh, those were not the names I was hearing. Uh, I was expecting <laughs> to hear. You know, Taj and Nerland's. Yeah. But I think that's what Tibbs was getting at. Um speaking of roll gravity, I don't know if you caught any uh any of Mitch's interviews from oh, Training Camp. All two weeks. This we go- do This guy's awesome. Want branch
0: off to Mitch for a minute?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. I don't have a ton on Mitch, but I definitely I enjoyed it. I don't
0: have a ton on Mitch either, but what I do have I like.
1: Yeah, same, same. Uh he was, so I've got that he basically where he couldn't really be on his feet too much, you know, working out. He was just in the weight room getting stronger. He didn't really feel like Getting pushed around. Um, when asked if he's stronger, he just flexed his muscles at the entire media yeah, he, room. So uh, I absolutely love to see that. Uh, yeah, what do you have? I, mean, yeah, look, he's, I look good. He's a, he's cocky. <laughs> I kind of like it. No, I funny. love Mitch. He's, he's a funny, a funny guy. guy, like Southern
0: dude. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Um,
0: they were like, "How is your strength going to affect your game?" He's like, "Well, I mean, shit. I'm not going to get pushed around as much." <laughs>
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also thought that when they asked about his, he like, you know, he's going to be eligible for an extension. They asked, have you talked about it? And I actually thought this was promising. He just said, Oh, that's my agent is going to handle that right now. I'm just focusing on how I can improve as a basketball player, how I can get better, how I can get stronger. So I love that. He's not really distracted by that. Obviously I'm sure it's in the back of his mind. Um, but I do think that was a genuine, uh, a genuine like feeling that he has. He's not really concerned with that. He clearly just loves the game of basketball. Uh, when they asked him, but- Oh God, now he's—he said that
0: his first two years he didn't like the weight room and he would just go shoot hoops, which is, what <laughs> we, like, yeah. the answer we expect from Mitch, right?
1: Totally. What, totally. It's
0: funny that he's like, no, I love the weight room. I can't get out of the weight room. But now he's on like a—he loves, be, playing basketball and he also loves the weight room, mm-hmm. which is an equation for a just a monster basketball player.
1: Yeah, and I think that probably comes with the fact that he couldn't play when he hurt himself. So, the did only you hear way what he said about that, um, yeah, I probably did, but what did, he, what did he say? You have the quote, he
0: said he felt useless watching, yes. the sideline during the playoffs last year, and he wants to be quote unquote in the fight. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: so I'm mean, saying, I love he's this weird,
0: but I like his attitude.
1: Oh, he's definitely a little bit of a weird, unique guy. Um, and then he also said, um, Let's see. They asked him if he would be back for the start of the year. He said, "They're like, do you think you could?" He's like, "Of course, I think I can." But yeah, he did I'm like to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I think is the right thing to do. So that kind of hinted at me that he probably won't be ready for the year, for the beginning of the year. Which you know, I don't think is the worst thing ever. You know, we should get Mitch back all the way up to speed uh, as far as his body because he is a very, very important part of how far this team can really go. Um, okay, yeah, I go trust Tibbs
0: what he says more than i trust mitch. Most respect mitch uh tibbs said on mitch playing he said mitch needs to get his conditioning up first right now he's day-to-day which mm-hmm. wasn't the answer i was looking for but uh, it, it's nice to hear an honest answer
1: true no that is and good I don't think tibbs. he'll be out
0: like most of the year i think if anything he might just come back like after like the first like third or quarter of games which
1: i, I can live with yeah i would say probably towards uh maybe, like, January-ish or something like yeah. that. Um, a couple yeah. months into the season, I agree. Um, but I think we will see a, a bigger, stronger, better Mitch. You know, I just think he's a funny guy, though. I really enjoyed watching his <laughs> watching yeah, It's going to be interview. funny
0: if he comes back with these muscles and starts pulling, like, DeAndre Jordan dunks. And, like, uh, you know, especially with his personality, he's going to, like... I'm, 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 I'm talking stepovers. I'm talking mm-hmm. posters. I'm talking... Oh just disrespectful blocks, it's going to be fun. It is. I can't wait to
1: see Mitch back out on the court because I don't think his impact on the team offensively rolling to the room and defensively protecting the room as good as Maryland's is at both of them. Mitch does it athletically on just another level. So I cannot wait to see him back, especially with the addition of Kemba and Fournier. how the offense is really going to look. Cause you're going to have to pick and choose your poison. Like if we're being honest, when you play the Knicks, if you put out their best five, you're either going to have to guard the shooters or guard mitch rolling to the rim you cannot do both uh and like tibbs mentioned earlier you know ob swings the ball around uh, a lot of these guys are good at moving the ball so i cannot wait to see what this team looks like clicking on offense because as we know they struggled a little bit last year in the half court a little bit is maybe a <laughs> might, might be an understatement right there but uh, they struggled so i can't wait to see what it looks like uh in full speed but who who do you think we should move on to next year
0: I was not done with quickly. I just oh, had to get a major out of myself. Oh, system, my bad.
1: So okay. Back to quick.
0: I have a lot of quick. Tom. Okay. Let's get it. Lamar's probably going to drop another quickly comment. Uh, oh,
1: we'll I'm trying I'm trying to ignore the uh, the puns in the chat, but uh, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh,
0: just some quick stuff. Like they asked him about playing 37, 40 minutes per game in summer league. He said he loved it. He said him and Tibbs loved it. Tibbs secretly loved this kid. And that just showed to him how good his conditioning was. He said that he could really do that. Mm-hmm. He said he watches some of his favorite guys to watch are CJ McCollum, Steph Curry, a lot of guys who can play off the ball. And he said guys who play out of pin downs and guys who play out of pick and rolls, which I thought was just interesting. I don't know. That's that's interesting.
1: Yeah. No. Definitely. I think he. Uh, I do think Tibbs loves this kid, man. And I don't know how secretly it is. And I, mean, I but do. You can see why. Oh, 100%. I mean, if you follow the Knicks, there's no way you don't love Emmanuel Quickly. I mean, he does all the right things on and off the court. Like I had a couple quotes from from Tibbs about him. He said, uh, "Quickly is a student of the game, but he kind of mentioned that it was on and off the court. So, you know, on the court, you know, he can learn things very quickly. But off the court, when it comes to watching film, learning how to like adapt from other players, like learning from D. Rose, learning from Burks. Um, He's like a sponge, and you just love to hear that about players because not every athlete is like that. Like, it really takes a special type of person to be able to adapt and learn so quickly, especially at such a young age. So, yeah, I'm expecting, uh, especially after the summer he had, I know we've kind of harped on it, but they were in there every single day. That's not something you see from guys like that who are super young. So, uh, I just can't wait to see. See his growth. And I think that little floater comment by Tibbs, that must have been music to quickly's ears. huh? He said, I'd rather see a floater than a mid-range pull up. So I wonder if we see somehow, if this is possible, a few more quickly floaters than we did last year. I think so. The way Tibbs talked about it. Mm
0: -hmm. um, Also, Tibbs on quickly running the offense, he said, I'm very comfortable with that. We can play to our strengths and cover our weaknesses that way. The league has changed. The point guard position is different. You see a lot more scoring point guards, guys who get downhill. As I mentioned before, he said the great thing with IQ is that he'll be playing with D Rose and Burks off the bench so they can all play, move the ball, make plays for each other. He said there'll be a lot of DHOs, maybe not a lot of set plays per se. And then, you know, he went into moving the Obi moves the ball, Taja Nerland's uh, running the rim, Jericho's played well in camp, which is good to hear because he wouldn't say that Jericho Sims has played well in camp if Jericho Sims didn't play well. So that that's that was good to hear.
1: Honestly, Tibbs makes our job easier because this man clearly says what he means. There is no <laughs> coded there's no yeah. coded language. I don't have to worry about if Tibbs is just saying things to say them. Um, so honestly, shout out to Tibbs for that because, you know, that is really – that goes a long way for us and for the players. So, you know, I love Tibbs for that, man.
0: You know, he like you said, uh, Tib, he, Tibbs said he's a sponge. Into the game he watches vets work out he watches vets film he's been getting stronger tim said he understands the league better and is very
1: open-minded
0: which yeah. should be scary for the rest of the league to hear that he understands you because you're gonna be picking people apart definitely
1: i uh i wonder uh I don't know. I wonder how many minutes, what the minute distribution in the backcourt is going to really look like. Because I think it's going to, I think increasingly as the year goes on, it's going to be harder and harder and harder for Tibbs not to play uh, quickly, like really, really significant minutes. And I just wonder where those minutes come from. Um, At least that's what I'm expecting, kind of. Maybe I'm just, I mean, it's easy to love quickly, but I really do believe that. As a player, I think he's going to be harder and harder to keep off the floor.
0: He also said that him and Kemba have been working on his Foul drawing because of the rule changes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, scary for the rest of the league to hear.
1: Yeah, because that's one thing Kemba for sure can do is draw yeah. fouls, man. He yeah. has always been good at that since probably his days in high school, but definitely his days in UConn, man. They could not stop this, man. Wow, this is really just making me want to watch Knicks basketball. Honestly. I know, I'm to go uh, play 2K. <laughs> I,
0: my, so my Xbox One is broken, so uh, i have my 360. And I only have two K 14 and I'm about to just create quickly and go off.
1: Yeah. Uh, does that have broken mellow? That's like one of the most broken two K players of all time is mellow yes. on the Knicks. Yes. This man, I feels like every time I shoot a three pointer with mellow from two K 13 or two K 14, it feels like it's going in no, ma- no matter where I shoot it from, which is kind of how it felt watching him back then too. Uh, so I, I think that's accurate, but uh yeah, that's, I'm sorry that you're on the, on the 360, but also for nostalgia, no, like
0: I've been playing Skyrim. It's all good. Oh, listen, we can't, you
1: don't want to get me going about Skyrim right we'll now on the separate, podcast. We'll do a separate pod for Skyrim. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. The the winds of change or some, something yeah. like that. <laughs> all right. So who else uh, Did you, I didn't catch too much of, uh, I didn't get too much from Kevin's. I don't know if you're done with quickly, but, uh, yeah, I'm done. I didn't get a ton from Knox, honestly. So do you have anything of note here?
0: He lost weight because of COVID. He thinks that he's going to make the rotation because he thinks that he can play the four. I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but (laughs) that's just not what Tibbs or anyone seems to have in mind. Someone on Nick's Twitter said that Knox is going to get cut. I wouldn't even call that a hot take. (laughs) If he gets cut, that would be... What I'll say is... Tibbs spoke very highly of Dwayne Bacon.
1: Oh, Uh yes. I have that as well.
0: He did not speak very highly of Knox. I'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah. No, I actually, honestly, Bacon's a guy I think is just a good solid player, man. I think he's going to, he's obviously not going to like blow the roof off or anything, but I do think he's going to surprise people, you know, with how good of a
0: he's pushing Knox and grimes. Like he's a really that's, hard working. Guy. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Because he's one of those journeymen who, you know, has to be hungry as hell for his spot because, you know, nothing yeah. is promised in the league, but really? no, but he, he's kind of a microwave type of guy. I think, you know, he's going to give you his effort on offense and defense. Um, so I think bacon is going to be, I think he's going to be a little bit of a fan favorite. Cause you know, he's a, it's oh, like a feisty, he's a feisty guy, man. He's like a competitive guy uh, who kind of, he does okay. it with his, he does it with his head down though. You know, he's not a but you can just tell he has that competitive fire, man. Because, like Tibbs said, you know, nothing is have really you been promised. Out with
0: Tibbs? You're speaking highly of
1: Listen, listen, Tibbs might have convinced me about Dwayne du- Bacon. is one of those, ra- like, kind of just random names of players that I've always enjoyed watching. And I think, you know, that's going to translate very well in MSG, man. I think the crowd like is really going to be a big fan of him. I like how calm Tibbs is in his
0: praise and uh, uh, when he's. What's the word I'm looking for? Not slang. When he speaks badly of people, he's very Slender. people. Yes. Yeah, we slander yeah he slanders people <laughs> and you are just getting extremely hyped off of his calm approach and it's just very funny
1: mm-hmm. yeah no i am i am um also speaking of getting cut um the first cut has already been made um unfortunately he's my Luca name Bildoza. he's my namesake yes unfortunately uh you know as far as what tibbs had to say about him um he just said that they couldn't really weigh it around, um, and he said that the young guys had been in the building really proving their worth. So I just think that – you know. and he also mentioned that this league is driven by wings, and then that's when he started going into Dwayne yeah. uh, um, right after that. So he couldn't have moved on quick uh, more quickly, no pun intended. Oh, God. That was, a, that was not on purpose, honestly. It came out. I
0: know. It's, it's a word that you use a lot and you don't realize it until you talk about the Knicks. Exactly. using it in like every sentence and it, it starts to get annoying.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I didn't, it was already halfway out, but and I realized what I was about to do. Um, it's like, no. what
0: was I going to say? A breach. Oh, Tibbs. They'll ask him a question, and then he'll kind of like talk himself into a tangent, and he just goes um, off to these rants where like he'll be talking about something that's not even related to the question, but they can't even stop him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious. No, it like, is. You, it like is. you said about um, uh, Billdoza. Like, he ended up just basically praising the young guys in Dwayne Bacon and not even really – he was just like, yeah, Bill Doza was hurt, so he couldn't really do anything. And everyone else is amazing, and here's why they're amazing. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. OK. Well, bye, Bill Doza.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of it sucks to see him you know, go before even – Things really get kicked off the season, but, you know, I trust that if he's already getting cut, like, you know, this early into training camp, it was probably the right move. And, like, Tibbs – I think that just means the young guys are probably looking a little better than expected yeah. really, um, oh, which is – they are. They are. called – no, sorry. I'm cutting you off. Go no, you're good. You're good. No, I was just going to say it because, you know, they wouldn't have cut him for no reason. So, hey, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Tibbs has called Kevin Knox, Miles McBride, Quentin Grimes, and Emmanuel Cookley all, quote-unquote, sponges he doesn't call everyone that because if he did, he'd call Mitch that, but we all know that Mitch. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, yeah. it's encouraging to hear. And that could also potentially shine some light on why Luca Valdosa got cut because a, he's injured. B, he's like 24, 25. So if he wasn't exactly coming into the roster, expect, you know, maybe right. trying to be little guy. If you will.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's funny. Uh, I- yeah, uh, yeah, leaving out Mitch was most definitely not an accident. You know, Mitch is a lot of things, but I don't know if a sponge is how I would describe. Mitch. Well, I thought
0: it was funny because Clutch Points had this stupid graphic with like Mitch and Nerlens like hugging or something last season, at the beginning of the season during media day because Nerlens was like on, new on the team and he's like, I can't wait to mentor Mitchell Robinson and you know help him become a better defender. And every Knicks fan just cried laughing because we knew that. There's no way in hell that that was that. Like,
1: no, come on.
0: So <laughs> Noel and Mitchell Robinson probably don't even speak to each other.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. No. Did um, you watch
0: any of Nerland's training camp interviews?
1: Um, uh, briefly, but I don't have, I don't have too many notes on them. Though. I have
0: literally nothing. It was, yeah, I don't. Pretty
1: boring. Yeah. And by not too much, I mean I have Nerland's written down and then nothing underneath it. So, uh, yeah. Um, I do love Nerland's, though. Like I said, you know, he's a guy I grew up playing with, honestly. And, uh, you know, it's really cool to see him, uh, you know, in the league, obviously. He was honestly, bro, playing with Nairlands, the first time I practiced with Nairlands, that was the day my hoop dreams were completely dashed. I said, oh, this is what it takes to be a professional athlete. I do not have anything close to this uh, athletically. Um, you know, so um, that for is those listening,
0: funny. For those listening, can you explain how you have played with
1: so netherlands um went to a prep school where i grew up in new hampshire i went to tilton and the strength and conditioning coach at tilton was um actually like the the guy who ran the program that i played basketball with so he would occasionally have the guys from tilton down to come practice uh, uh practice with us like netherlands george niang uh wayne selden guys like that okay. um and and truly the first time i saw i mean i played like i we did scrimmages in practice like i remember there was one time i tried to do a, a finger roll right I had done a ball fake and I tried to do a finger roll instead of doing a regular layup. Narrow's pretty much just caught it and started running down the other end. It was like a fast break drill. And that, that was truly the moment I realized. I said, yeah, I should probably study maybe a little bit harder than I was before, dude. Because I, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I thought I still had hoop dreams at that point. But like I said, it was a... Uh, Reality a reality that came crashing down. Yes, flat. I have a picture actually with Flat Top Netherlands. I barely make it up to this man's like midsection when I'm standing next to him. There's a picture of us together, and we were about the same age too, which is wild. And he was just towering over me by like pretty much doubling me, um, which is hilarious. I also got his his autograph back then too because I, you know, I, I heard somebody call this man. They said he could be the next Bill Russell, and I kind of took that and ran with it. And I know how crazy that. I know how crazy that sounds now, but seriously, in high school, he was like one of the most highly talented no. prospects
0: there was. No, he was. I was going to say flat top Nerlands was like different, different, not going, like I'm going to have to like tell my grandkids about it, you know, yeah,
1: right. right No, this is prime flat top The uh That's what I, you know, knew him back in the day, but I do think he's a terrific third big man. I really do. He's, he's like but one of the, uh, yeah, go ahead.
0: They're going to play him like the second big and that's
1: where my issue lies. That's the problem because with Mitch being injured, he is our second pick. Right. Um, also, uh, this is kind of you know off topic a little bit, but uh, it is cool to have three New York guys. You know, I'm sure. I wonder if that's going to be a little storyline to follow along the whole year uh, with Obi Taj, I believe, and uh, Kemba. You know, a reporter asked if Obi knew Kemba. And uh, Obi said he didn't know him personally, but he's a New York guy, so of course he'd heard of him. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Kemp is like a New York legend. Yeah. So I wonder if those guys will, you know, bond a little, uh, a little stronger because you know they're from the uh, the Big Apple. But we'll see, man. I'm really excited. Yeah, you know, when did, I should know this, but honestly, when is the next first game, the preseason game? Tomorrow, tomorrow, seven thirty. Yep. Yes, right. Yes, sir. Can't can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm excited for preseason basketball, Mike. I really, I
0: really am. I am thrilled to appreciate I love basketball, especially oh, like it's, basketball. It's the best. Uh, Tibbs said that McBride and Grimes have been working hard, that they have great defense, and they're super tough and competitive. I'm extremely excited to see those guys. Yeah. trying to find if I have anything else really for you.
1: Um,
0: oh, I, sorry. No, no, no go ahead, me. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Miles McBride said that Kemba and D-Rose have been helping him with the pick and roll because he didn't run a lot of it in college. So they've been helping him with a
1: lot of reads. That's terrific to hear. Yeah, I know. You can really feel that, that everybody's in sync. You, you can yeah. genuinely feel it from the interviews. Like I said earlier, like it's easy for players to say the right things, but these things don't always like uh, – everybody's not just saying generic, political, meaningless statements. You can tell that there is meaning and worth behind what they're saying, and they all believe the same thing. And, and It is really something – no, it's really something – I don't even want to say charming. Uh, maybe more powerful. Like you can feel Enticing. it. think enticing yeah that's the perfect word for it you can really tell i'm like that's why i'm like fiending for tomorrow night to watch them uh play the pacers like seriously man you can really tell everyone's on the same page i'm really excited to see where the knicks finish you know i think we have them in the similar we had them in a the similar range um last pod um but i do think they're going to be definitely you know competing for for sure a playoff spot maybe not even that's in the plan maybe six maybe five yeah yeah you know, we'll see
0: so I didn't have much else. Uh, Evan Fournier was beat to death with how do you feel about the attitude and vibe of this team? Is it old <laughs> school? And he was just like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like when I came in the league. We're all just working hard, you know? You know, like I said, he, he likes how Tim coaches, tells you exactly what he wants, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I have a couple other notes on Fournier that are not really uh, super basketball related, but they asked him how he was settling in. And the first thing he said, ah, I found my barber. So, uh, yeah, that's good. So that's good to know. Uh, His family just moved out here. He's only been out here for two or three weeks. Um, so, you know, he's still getting adjusted to New York city, but he honestly said it was the easy decision to sign here. He said, once he was on the phone with Leon and everyone, he just said, I just can't wait to get here. So, you know, it's just another guy buying into the culture here. And, uh, I really think Fournier can bring a lot. His last year was just marred by, uh, COVID and just being on a new team, I think that he's going to be in a much better situation this year, uh, much more conducive to success for him.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think he'll be a big part of the first unit's offense though.
1: Most certainly. Most certainly. All right. Well, I don't Anything think I'll, else you wanted to mention. Oh, nah, happy birthday. D Rose. Pretty much. That's all. That's all yep. I got. Yes, sir. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah, besides that, man, I, I yeah, think we're know, good.
0: As always follow us at Perry much so. And at L U C A underscore gainer. On Twitter. Follow at Nick's Lead on Twitter. You win some, you lose some. Episode 2. Signing off.